With the first pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the Detroit Tigers select Spencer Torkelson, a third baseman from Arizona State University. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to SaberCast. It has been way too long. Um, it's been about three months, I think, actually, since I put out an episode. I think it was in February when I put out episode four about the Mookie Betts trade and all that stuff. So um, I figured that since the draft was earlier this week, I think that it would be appropriate to get this thing back off the ground and going. Um, try to be more consistent maybe on this, depending on what is going on in the baseball world. Obviously, the past few months, nothing's been going on, so I really haven't had anything to talk about, hence me not putting out episodes. But the draft was this week, and I wanted to make an episode about this. So without further ado, let's dive into this. I'm going to be giving you a draft recap, pretty much just going through all 30 teams and giving my opinions on who they took in the first couple of rounds. Um, And then afterwards, I'll give you my winners and losers. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So obviously, first overall, the Tigers took Spencer Torkelson out of Arizona State. Um, He was listed as a third baseman or was announced as a third baseman by Rob Manfred, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, He's really a first baseman, I think, uh, in my eyes at least. Uh, So they took Torkelson, obviously the best player on the board, one of the best college hitters that maybe we've ever seen. So he looks to have tremendous upside, and he'll probably be in the major leagues fairly soon. In the second round, they ended up taking Dylan Dingler. Um, I do think that's a great selection. I actually had him going in the first round in my mock draft. I had him going 23rd overall to the Cleveland Indians. So catcher out of Ohio State, Dylan Dingler, I think that's a great pick. Um, especially at that spot in the second round. Uh, They got really a bargain there with Dingler. Next couple rounds, they ended up taking a college shortstop in Trey Cruz and Gage Workman, the Arizona State third baseman, switch hitter. Um, So I do think the Tigers got a great haul this year. They really had a good draft. And Alavila, who is, I know, not liked by many Tigers fans, um, I think that Tigers fans got to give him a hand on this one. He had a a very good draft. Second overall, the Orioles took Heston Kierstad, which was a big surprise. Obviously, I thought that um, Austin Martin was going second overall. I think he was consensus number two overall pick out of Vanderbilt. But they ended up going with Heston Kierstad, outfielder out of Arkansas. Um, I mean, he's not a bad player by any means. I mean, he's got great pop from the left side. I just did not think that he was good enough to go second overall. Really a big surprise in everybody's eyes. They also took Hudson Haskin, 
and Anthony Servidio, which is probably my favorite name in the draft, Servidio, who is the shortstop from Ole Miss. Uh, great fielding shortstop. Um, hit tool is sort of there, not too much power, but what can you really expect out of a shortstop? Overall, I don't think the Orioles had too great of a draft. I definitely would have taken Austin Martin second overall instead of Kierstad, but maybe they see something in Kierstad that we don't um, that could play well at Camden Yards. Third overall, the Miami Marlins took Max Meyer. So Asa Lacey or Asa Lacey, I think it's Asa Lacey, um, was my pick to go third overall, as was the pick of a lot of people to go third overall to Miami. But they went with Max Meyer, the righty out of Minnesota, who is a great arm, I think a top three college arm in the draft. So, I mean, they got a great player. They got a great pitcher with that third overall pick. It just really wasn't who we were expecting. By no means a bad pick in my eyes. Uh, I probably just would have gone with Lacey right there at three. They also took a high school lefty in Daxton Fulton later on in the draft, so pitcher heavy for the Marlins. Fourth overall, the Royals took Asa Lacey, the lefty out of Texas A&M, who was projected to go third, in my opinion. I was expecting the Royals to take Zach Veen here if everything had lined up with Torkelson 1, Martin 2, Lacey 3. I would have projected, um, yeah, Zach Veen to go fourth overall. But obviously Lacey is still on the board, so go ahead and take him. They also took shortstop Nick Lofton out of Baylor with their compensation pick. Great pick. I thought that he was a first-round talent. I had him going 26th to Oakland. Then they ended up taking Ben Hernandez, a high school righty, in the second round. So the Royals are looking pretty good in the future in terms of pitching. I mean, when you look at their farm system, they took Brady Singer, uh, they got Jackson Cower, and now you add Lacey and Hernandez on top of that. The Royals pitching staff in the future is going to be very scary. Their front office has done a great job of really loading up on those pitching prospects and building a great future for their rotation. Fifth overall, the Blue Jays took Austin Martin, finally, off the board and um, really was a consensus second overall pick out of Vanderbilt. Infielder can also play some outfield. I think he'll end up playing third base, though, at the major league level. And that sets up a really, really strong young core for the Blue Jays. Obviously, they have Biggio and Bichette and Vlad, and then you add Austin Martin on top of that. I mean, that infield, they'll likely move Vlad to first base, and then you'll have Vlad at first, Biggio at second, Bichette at short, and then Austin Martin at third. That is going to be a very scary infield um, in a few years. Blue Jays also took C.J. Van Eyck, a right-handed pitcher from Florida State, so they did get a pitcher in the second round. Sixth overall, the Mariners took Emerson Hancock, who I think was obviously the best right-handed pitcher um, out of college in this class from Georgia. Uh, I think that that was a great pick by the Mariners. Obviously, Nick Gonzalez was on their radar as well. I think that they made the right pick, though, with going with Hancock. I think that talent is just way too hard to pass up. They also took Zach Deloach in the second round out of Texas A&M outfielder. So they are pretty deep now in terms of outfield depth in the minors. Obviously, they got Jared Kelnick. They have Julio Rodriguez, uh, Kyle Lewis, all these guys that can be ready and perform and help out the team in a few years. You add Deloach on top of that, 
Pirates ended up taking Nick Gonzalez seventh overall. I had Kierstad going to Pittsburgh in my original mock, but obviously he went second. So they took Gonzalez out of New Mexico State as shortstop. 5'10", um, still a really good ball player, can hit well, great fielder. And I think that was a, a really good pick by Pittsburgh. And their infield in a few years is going to be really good too. Once those guys develop with Nick Gonzalez and O'Neill Cruz and Cabrian Hayes, they're going to have a really solid infield in the future. They ended up taking Carmen Majinski, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, not spelled like Majinski, obviously, but I think that's how it's pronounced. A pitcher with their compensation pick, which was 31st overall. South Carolina pitcher, righty, 6'2", 232, so really big and... Uh, Borderline first-round talent. I had him going to L.A. with the 29th overall pick in my mock. But he slides a couple picks past that point. So I was I was in the ballpark. I was close. He ended up going 31st overall to Pittsburgh. Eighth overall, the Padres took Robert Hassel, the third, first high school player off the board here from Independence High School in Tennessee. I actually got this one right. I did have Robert Hassel going to the Padres 8th overall in my mock, so pretty proud about that. Only the second guy that I've gotten right in my mock so far, what with Torkelson and now Robert Hassel. Obviously a very talented outfielder, um, great hitter, going to be a very interesting player in the future. They also took Justin Lange, a high school righty, with their comp pick, which was 34th overall from... Texas. Ninth overall, the Rockies took Zach Veen, who I think might be the most talented high schooler in the class, besides maybe Mick Abel, but he's a pitcher, so we'll keep him on a different playing field. So Zach Veen slid all the way to nine. I had him going fourth overall to Kansas City. I think the Rockies got a huge steal with this kid. I mean, you've seen videos of him raking at Wrigley Field hitting absolute nukes, and imagine him playing at Coors Field, 81 games. That's going to be crazy. Um, He's going to put up great numbers. He's from Spruce Creek High School in Florida. They also took Chris McMahon, a right-handed pitcher out of Miami, um, with their second-round pick, 46th overall, and they took Drew Romo, a prep catcher, with their compensation pick, which ended up being 35th overall. Overall, I think the Rockies got a really good haul. And I'll talk more about them uh, later on in the episode. Tenth overall, the Angels took Reed Detmers out of Louisville, left-handed pitcher. Great talent, high ceiling. I think that this kid could have a really great major league career in the future. They didn't have a second-round pick. In the third round, they took David Calabrese. I think that's how you pronounce it. A prep outfielder. Eleventh overall, the Chicago White Sox took Garrett Crotchet, a left-handed pitcher out of Tennessee. And I've seen a lot of comparisons to Chris Sale. Obviously, they talked about that a little bit on MLB Network. They showed the side-by-side. But, I mean, it's pretty easy to see. I mean, they have some pretty uncanny um, similarities. You know, arm slide and delivery and finish and all that stuff. So, maybe we could see a Chris Sale type of pitcher back with Chicago in Garrett Crotchet. The White Sox also took right-handed pitcher Jared Kelly out of high school with their second-round pick, 47th overall. So the White Sox went pitcher-heavy in the first couple of rounds. The White Sox have a great farm system. 
they're going to be pretty good in the future. Hopefully Michael Kopech can develop and stay healthy. He will be a big part of that rotation. And then Garrett Crotchet, obviously, later on down the road. I also forgot to mention that I got Reed Detmers to the Angels correct in my mock draft. So pretty proud of myself for that. That is my third one correct based on what actually happened. 12th overall, the Cincinnati Reds took Austin Hendrick out of West Allegheny High School, outfielder. He's got a pretty good hit tool. I mean, he's looking like he's going to be a really good, solid piece in the future for Cincinnati in that outfield, especially in a hitter's ballpark like Great American Ballpark. I think that he's going to put up pretty solid numbers. They ended up taking Christian Roa in the second round, a right-handed pitcher out of Texas A&M, 6'4", 220, so a pretty big frame. I haven't read up too much on him, but they ended up taking a pitcher second round, which I kind of expected one way or the other. 13th overall, the San Francisco Giants selected catcher Patrick Bailey out of North Carolina State. This was a big surprise to me. I was not expecting the Giants to go for a catcher. I don't think that that was necessarily a super smart move, by them. Obviously, they have Joey Bart in their system, who is looking like the catcher of the future. I know that there's going to be a DH in the NL, but it still doesn't make too much sense why they would want to go after another catcher. But I will say the kid has a great hit tool. He's a great catcher. I think that he has a bright future in the major leagues. 14th overall, the Texas Rangers selected Justin Foscue out of Mississippi State, a second baseman. And I think that that's going to set up a really interesting future for the Texas Rangers on their infield. They're going to put Foscue at second base, Bryce Terang at shortstop, Josh Young at third base. So they've drafted infield heavy the past few years, and it might pay off in the future. I mean, Foscue's a great talent. Was he 14th overall in the draft type of talent? I don't know. I don't really think so. But maybe they see something in him that we don't. They also ended up taking... Evan Carter, a high school outfielder, in the second round. 15th overall, the Philadelphia Phillies selected Mick Abel out of Jesuit High School. That's a really good pick. I think that Abel is obviously the best high school arm in the draft. And I'm honestly surprised that he slid down to 15. So I think the Phillies got a really good pick right there in Mick Abel. They also ended up taking Casey Martin, the shortstop out of Arkansas, with their third round pick. They did not have a second round pick. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 16th overall, Chicago Cubs selected Ed Howard, a shortstop out of Mount Carmel High School in Illinois. So a hometown guy staying in the Chicago area. Ed Howard actually played in the Little League World Series, I believe, back in 2014. I might be wrong on the year. I think it was 2014. So I think that's a pretty good pick by the Cubs. He has been talked about as the best fielding shortstop in the draft. The Cubs ended up taking Burl Caraway. Caraway, I think it's Caraway. A prep left-handed pitcher in the second round. 17th overall, the Boston Red Sox took Nick York, 
a second baseman of Archbishop Mitty High School in California. That is a big surprise. I mean, that was probably the biggest surprise of the first round besides Kirstad going second overall. Nick York, I'm going to be totally honest with you, I hadn't heard of this kid before Manfred called his name 17th overall. MLB.com had him ranked as the 139th best overall prospect in the draft class, and they took him 17th. So I think that was maybe a bit of a stretch to take him at 17, but maybe it'll end up paying off. Maybe it's a high-risk, high-reward type of situation. It's also worth mentioning that the Boston Red Sox took Blaze Jordan in the third round. Obviously, everybody knows who Blaze Jordan is, one of the most hyped-up names in baseball. However, I do think he's going to turn down that contract to sign with the Red Sox, and I think he's going to end up going to Mississippi State, where I believe he has a full ride. I don't see him turning that down at all. 18th overall, the Arizona Diamondbacks selected Bryce Jarvis out of Duke, right-handed pitcher. I really like this pick. I was really high on Bryce Jarvis. I think that he is one of the best college arms in the draft. The Diamondbacks ended up taking him at 18. I was kind of hoping my Cardinals would be able to take him at 21 if he would have slid, but the D-backs ended up scooping him up a few picks ahead of us. I think he's got great stuff. He's got a good build. Um, I think he's just really a a really good-looking pitcher, and Diamondbacks got a really good arm with that 18th pick. The Diamondbacks also had a competitive balance pick, 33rd overall. I actually think I've been saying compensation pick when I meant to have been saying competitive balance pick. So Majinski was a competitive balance pick. Nick Lofton was a competitive balance pick. Justin Lange, Drew Romo, all those guys competitive balance, not compensation picks like I might have been saying earlier. So with that competitive balance pick, they took Slade Ciccone out of Miami, right-handed pitcher. I think that that kid's got great stuff too. I had him as a borderline first rounder. I ended up not having him in the first round, but I definitely knew he was going to go in that competitive balance round for sure. And he ended up going to the Diamondbacks. So I think the Diamondbacks got two really good college arms with their first two picks. I think that they were one of the winners of the draft. 19th overall, the New York Mets selected Pete Crow Armstrong out of Harvard-Westlake High School. An outfielder, obviously, we all know about Harvard-Westlake. They grow some really good high school talent that end up making it to the big leagues. Jack Flaherty, Lucas Giolito, Max Fried have all come out of there. So high hopes for Pico Armstrong that he can live up to that hype and make it to the big leagues and perform on a high level like those three guys have. He's going to have a chance to do so with the New York Mets. Mets also took JT Jin out of Mississippi State, a right-handed pitcher with their second-round pick. I think that's a pretty solid second-round pick there by New York. 20th overall, the Milwaukee Brewers selected Garrett Mitchell from UCLA, an outfielder. He slid pretty far. I had Garrett Mitchell actually going 16th overall to Chicago, but he ended up sliding to 20th overall, and he will play for the Milwaukee Brewers possibly the best college outfielder in the draft, maybe besides Heston Kierstad. Definitely has a great hit tool and is going to be able to perform on a high level. Brewers got a real steal there. The Brewers also took Miami shortstop Freddie Zamora with their second round pick. 21st overall, the St. Louis Cardinals, my team, selected Jordan Walker, third baseman out of Decatur High School in Georgia. 
at first when they made this pick, I was pretty confused. I was looking for a college arm to be selected here. I was hoping the Cardinals would maybe take Cade Cavalli out of Oklahoma, somebody like that. But they ended up taking this huge third baseman from Georgia who has grown some pretty good major league talent in Matt Olson and Byron Buxton, Austin Meadows, those kind of guys. Jordan Walker won the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Georgia in 2020. And, I mean, the kid's got great raw power. He moves pretty well for being a six foot five third baseman. So I'm pretty excited about what he can bring to the table for the Cardinals in a few years. With our second round pick, the Cardinals took, I say our, like I'm in the front office, whatever. With their second round pick, the St. Louis Cardinals took Mason Wynn, a high school two-way player. So a shortstop in the field. He can hit pretty well. He's got really good bat speed and he can pump in the mid-high 90s off the mound pretty consistently. So I'm pretty excited about him as well, Mason Wynn. 22nd overall, the Nats ended up taking Cade Cavalli out of Oklahoma, right-handed pitcher, one of the best college arms in the draft. I think he would have gone earlier if it weren't for injury concerns. You know, he was pretty injury-prone during his time at Oklahoma throughout his career, but I think he still has tremendous upside and can be a really good pitcher at the major league level. The Nationals also took another college arm with their second-round pick in Cole Henry out of LSU. 23rd overall, the Cleveland Indians selected Carson Tucker, younger brother of Cole Tucker, who is a shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates, obviously. Pretty surprising that Tucker went in the first round here out of Mountain Point High School, also a shortstop like his older brother. Um, I mean, he's got the hype around him, and Cole's been saying how good he is. Obviously, the Indians saw that, took notice. They think pretty highly of him, too, to take him with the 23rd overall pick. So good for him, man. I'm all for that. Hopefully, he can perform in the minors and get to the major leagues fairly quickly. The Indians also had a competitive balance pick, 36th overall. They ended up taking Tanner Burns, a righty out of Auburn, who was honestly, in my opinion, a first-round talent. I had him going 28th overall to New York, but he ended up falling to 36th. Um, so a pretty good pick for that spot for the Cleveland Indians, in my opinion. 24th overall, the Tampa Bay Rays selected Nick Bitsko out of Central Bucks High School East. Right-handed pitcher. Um, I think he has really good upside, too. Um, I would have expected him to go earlier in the draft. I had him going 19th overall to the Mets, but he ended up falling to 24. I think the Rays got a really good arm right there in... Nick Bitsko. Tampa Bay also had a competitive balance pick 37th overall so right after Cleveland they ended up taking Alika Williams I think is how you pronounce it shortstop out of Arizona State. The Braves took Jared Schuster left-handed pitcher out of Wake Forest with their 25th overall pick their first round pick. Schuster pitched pretty well in the Cape Cod League last summer has been able to cut down his walks from his sophomore to junior year and um, his changeup is really his best pitch, I think, is what I've seen from the scouting reports. Still got a plus fastball, so I think that that is a fairly underrated pick right there. Jared Schuster at 25 to the Braves. 26th overall, the Oakland Athletics ended up taking Tyler Soderstrom, catcher out of Turlock High School. I think that that was a pretty good pick. I had heard rumors that Tyler Soderstrom was going to honor his college commitment if he wasn't selected by 
either the Giants or the A's, so he wanted to stay close to home with one of those teams, and that's probably why he slid down so far. I think he was probably a top 15 talent, probably the best hitting catcher in the class. He ended up sliding down to 26. The A's swiped him, and he'll likely sign with Oakland. 27th overall, the Minnesota Twins took Aaron Sabato. Sabato. I'm not sure where you put the emphasis on that. First baseman out of UNC. Displayed tremendous power in his junior year at North Carolina. Not obviously a great runner, but I mean, he's a first baseman. You're not going to expect too much in that regard. Won ACC Freshman of the Year a couple years back. So I think that's a pretty good pick right there. 27th overall by the Minnesota Twins, Aaron Sabato. 28th overall, the New York Yankees took Austin Wells, catcher out of Arizona. And I think that this is a really interesting prospect, probably one of the most interesting in the class. He is a tremendous hitter from the left side. There have been questions about if he's fit or not to really be a catcher at the professional level. Um, And he has also shown that he's been able to play a little bit of infield, a little bit of left field pretty decently. And so with all those factors, he's a great hitter. I mean, he's got phenomenal pop. So with all those factors, he's really drawn a lot of Kyle Schwarber comparisons from a lot of scouts. And I'll tell you what, if the Yankees drafted Kyle Schwarber 28th overall, I think that's a pretty good pick, especially at Yankee Stadium with that short porch in right field. Finally, 29th overall, the Los Angeles Dodgers selected Bobby Miller, right-handed pitcher out of Louisville. Miller throws absolute gas. I think he's been able to touch triple digits with his fastball. By no means was he pitching in the shadow of his teammate Reed Detmers at Louisville. Detmers, obviously, who went 10th overall to the Angels. So a pair of Cardinals now heading out to the West Coast to pitch in L.A. I like this pick for the Dodgers a lot. So yeah, that wrapped up the first round. I think that it was overall a pretty surprising first round, especially with Kirstad going first, Lacey and Martin dropping to four and five respectively. We finally get something to do with Major League Baseball while the owners and players keep bashing heads. If we're being honest here, I'm really not too confident that we're going to have baseball in 2020. There has really been not too much progress made between the owners and the players Both are being extremely stubborn, especially the owners, in my opinion, but I'm not going to dive into that. That might be an episode for another time. So anyways, let's dive into the winners and losers of the draft, in my opinion. I only listed down a few winners here and a few losers, so it really shouldn't take too long. Starting with the winners, first off, I listed the Detroit Tigers. Obviously, got Spencer Torkelson first overall. Wasn't much of a question about who they were going to take right there. But I think really the fact that they got Dylan Dingler in the second round really just kind of pushed it over the edge for me. I think that was a great pick at 38 overall. And I really think that the Tigers had a tremendous draft. I listed Blue Jays here for winners solely because of the fact that Austin Martin really just dropped right into their laps. Um, Pretty lucky he didn't go in any of the four spots ahead of them. So the Blue Jays obviously big winners in the draft. The Rockies were big winners too, in my opinion. They got Zach Veen to drop to ninth overall, somebody who I thought was an easy top five talent. So you got Zach Veen that is in a few years going to be showing off that left-handed power at Coors Field. I mean, I'm thinking at the peak of his career, we're looking at like a 30 to 40 home run guy each year. So I think that the fact that you got him eighth overall is... 
pretty much a steal in my opinion. Drew Romo, they also got with their competitive balance pick, 35th overall, the prep catcher who was supposedly the best fielding catcher in the draft class. So Rockies, pretty good draft. I consider them winners in my book. And our final winners that I listed down here were the St. Louis Cardinals. And I'm probably a little bit biased. Well, I'm definitely biased, but I'm just really high on who the Cardinals got. They got a really good two-way player with their second-round pick, and they ended up taking that absolute beast in Jordan Walker with their first-round pick. So I think the Cardinals had a really good draft. I could talk for another hour diving in-depth into who they took in the third, fourth, fifth rounds, but I don't want to waste your guys' time. (laughs) Let's move on to some losers here. I really didn't feel comfortable saying too many teams were losers. I ended up just listing down three right here because this was such a loaded draft class. I think that anybody you took is going to end up being maybe a major league contributor at some point unless somebody busts completely. The first loser I wrote down here was the Baltimore Orioles just because they ended up passing on Martin and Lacey and going with Kierstad at two instead. I do think Kierstad is going to be a tremendous professional hitter but I think that Martin was just way too good to pass up. I don't know why they skipped right over him. My second loser that I wrote down here was the Boston Red Sox, just because I think that was a super high-risk pick at 17th overall with Nick York. 139th we talked about. He was ranked by MLB overall in the class. So maybe the pick will end up paying off for Boston, but for now it's really just a head-scratcher. My third and final loser in the draft was the Houston Astros. Not much to be said besides, you know, they didn't have a first-round pick. They had to forfeit that. They didn't have a second-round pick. They had to forfeit that, of course, with the cheating scandal. And there was a lot of talent that just whizzed right by them that they could have had. So, sucks to suck, Astros. So, I think that's going to wrap things up for this episode, guys. Um, Got through everything, talked about... Each team's draft class, their top picks at least, and winners and losers really so. I am really excited to be back, guys. Hopefully Sabercast can become a consistent thing again. I've got baseball starting right now, though, so that's going to be taking up a lot of time this summer. But whenever you know things get moving in the MLB, if we even do have a season, or if any other big news is breaking, then... I will for sure be able to get out an episode about that. Not too sure about how consistently I'll be putting out episodes. Not sure if it's going to be weekly or a couple a month, a few a month. I haven't really decided on that. I'll just probably play it by ear. But for now, it feels really good to be back. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun making it. Hopefully you guys are happy with who your team drafted in the 2020 MLB draft. And I appreciate the listen. So yeah, that's going to do it for me. Have a good day and peace out.